everyone, welcome back to Muller's Musings Podcast. Uh, this is for the week of February 13th, and I'm still trying to figure this podcast thing out, and I realized that if I add music to my podcast, it can only go on Spotify, and so I decided I'm just going to cut the music out, and that way I can put it across um, all platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., and uh, so what I'm going to do is just, uh, again, take a small part of my blog, expand on it a little bit further, and I will take you a little bit further into 505. So thanks for listening. So this year in my class, one thing that's been on my mind is using retrieval practice a little bit more. Uh, I truly feel like it's one of the missing pieces from this year. And it, it's, it, it seems to always be on my mind year to year. Like, how can I go back and get students to remember past lessons or share things they've learned in past lessons, whether it was three months ago, a month ago, two weeks ago, whatever. And, and I started thinking about this uh, back in October when I went to MassQ and heard um, Dr. Pusha Agarwal talk about retrieval practice. Um, and then I, I thought about it a little bit and thought, man, that, that's, that's so true how we, we put so much info into students' minds, but we never really have them um, send that information back out. And, and so it, it, it it's always on the back of my mind, but then it came to the, the forefront of my mind when I went to the, the Pickerington Local Schools Conference and, and heard uh, Lauren Richardson and Ashley Morrison speak on retrieval practice and gave 20 different ways to use retrieval practice. And some were gamified, engaging ways. Some were research-based uh, ways. And and so I, I truly feel like this has been a missing piece for my class this year. And so I decided to do the marker game uh, with my class, and I created some true-false questions about Andrew Jackson and uh, had students partner up, handed markers out, a dry erase marker out to everybody, and it was just fun, and they really enjoyed it. Uh, just, my, just hearing me read a true-false question and then being the quickest one to grab the marker if they thought the statement was true. And if, they, if it was true and they had the marker, they got a point. If it was false and they had the marker or touched the marker, they lost the point. And I had them just keep track with the dry erase marker on top of a desk. And then we wiped the desk clean and, and moved on. But, but we were laughing. We're having fun. And, and the, the energy level was so high in the classroom. It, it, was, it was great. And... and uh, um, and, and one more retrieval practice activity that stood out to me that I want to incorporate, uh, that, that I remember from the, the Pickerington conference was this, um, it was like a four column, uh, it was like a four by four chart and it was color coded. And the goal was to have students work individually or with partners to get to 15 points. And so you know, boxes, individual cells in the, in the four by four table or four by four chart. Uh, if the chart were like, or I should say if the cells were color coded, um, purple, that meant 
that it was worth one point and it was from stuff that we learned yesterday. If they were color coded like red, then it came from stuff that uh, we learned a week ago or two weeks ago and was worth two points. Anything color coded green was from a month ago and was worth three points and anything like color coded purple or yellow or whatever you want uh, was it was from like six months ago or last year or whatever and was worth four points and they were just basic questions um, it might be as simple as define uh, and I've the age of Jackson on my mind it might be as simple as define uh, Jacksonian democracy or it could have been something from last year seventh grade year define the renaissance uh, and, and so that that uh, retrieval chart really stood out to me and um, and I really like that a lot so I'm gonna try to find a way to incorporate that in the near future hopefully next week um, and uh, and then yeah it, like I said this retrieval practice just been on my mind I think it's something we don't do enough of and it's something that I want to incorporate more of into my class and uh, and and hopefully you know maybe you, you've been inspired to do so as well and uh, and with that being said, um, there's uh, just one more thing on my mind that I wanted to share, and it's about Edge of Protocols and just the, the, the visual aspect of Edge of Protocols. So, so with this visual aspect of Edge of Protocols, um, I want to like preface it with we had parent-teacher conferences on Thursday evening, and um, this is just the type of person I am. So I've had some parents. Uh, parents came in. Um, some came in with uh, uh, the, the student I have in class. Others just came in by themselves. And, and, and usually what's on their mind is like, what grade does my child have? How are they doing in your class? Blah, blah, blah. And, and if that's the case... We often just hand them a grade sheet that shows, you know, what, what they got an A on, a B on, C, D, F, whatever, or missing assignments. And for me, I'm like, I, I, I don't understand the point of handing that out. They can easily look up on progress book what's going on. And I guess sometimes we feel the need to give them some, some type of thing they need to hold or look at or take away. And, and so I know with me, some of the, the parents were, were like, so how are they doing? And, and my response was, I, I don't know. They might have an A or B. I have no clue. that I, I could show you an A, but what does that mean? I could show you a B, but what does that mean? And, and what I put together were some edge protocols that the student has done throughout the school year. Um, and I know, like, I could easily have them do it. I want to get to the point where I have the students pick things that they have created and put them together into a portfolio. I, I started to do that this year with a Google site, and just the, the craziness so far of, of this year, I've kind of gotten away from it. Um, but but I, I do want to get to the point where I have students pick things that they choose and, and that they are proud of. And then I can use that to, to kind of showcase like, hey, here's what we are doing. So rather than show you an A or a B or a C, I'm gonna show you things that we're actually doing in class. Um, 
and so with that being said, I, I just took it upon myself to put together some cyber sandwich paragraphs and, uh, that, uh, just from the beginning of the year till until now, I put some number of manias together, thick slides, things that, that stood out to me that, that really represented the growth of that student. And so, 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 so to me, it, it's much more effective to show the parents that, you know, hey, we're actually writing paragraphs with topic sentences and details, concluding sentence. We're writing solid paragraphs. Here's where we were at the beginning of the year. Here's where we are now. Like, that's much more effective than, oh, hey, they have a B. And maybe this one missing assignment. They, that means nothing to me and, and probably means nothing to them. I, I have no clue. But, um, but it was just fun to share things that, that really showed the, the growth of the students this year. And, uh, and that's why I really like Edge of Protocols because they're so visual. And, and you can see the growth, you can see the progress throughout the year. And, um, and to me, that's why they are so effective. So I just wanted to share that um, and, and, you know, maybe spark an idea with you uh, um, with Edge of Protocols there. And, um, and with that being said, uh, thanks for joining in. And uh, hopefully you can uh, join in next week and take care.